Aloha. Uh, Dan Hooley here with a midweek message for December 7th. And I can't say December 7th without thinking uh, a day that will live in infamy. <clears throat> Hopefully this is uh, not as bad as 1941. But uh, yeah, excited, blessed to be here. Um, today I I, I just kind of was wanted to do an overview of just some of the highlights of our reading over the past year and uh, just the encouragement that they've that they've meant to me when and in a lot of these stories just seem like it was just a, a dark time and how could anything good come out of it but God and and I just wanted to look at a couple of those stories and uh, and they're all from our reading over this past year too so it's kind of like a book report. But we'll pray, and then we'll um, we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would teach us what we know not and just make us into something that's useful for you. Lord, I pray that um, my words and my um, interpretation of your scripture would be accurate. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for the encouragement. Lord, that there are no coincidences and no chances with you, Lord, that everything happens for a reason. So, Father, we just give you the glory and the praise. We thank you for the season that we're in, this Christmas season, Lord. I just ask that for anyone that's going through a tough time, Lord, that they would find the joy that this special time of year is about. Lord, it's about you, and the gift is you. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for that. We love you and plead you over this time in Jesus' name. Yeah, so, uh, and, and the the particular stories that I picked out, they're not in any sort of chronological order. They were just actually in the order that I studied them and wrote them down. I want to start out in um, Samuel, 1 Samuel, it was chapter 9, and uh, just that, it's the story of of Saul and how and how um, the Lord the Lord chose Israel's first king, but it says um, that before Israel had a king, there was an important man from the tribe of Benjamin called named Kish. It says that Kish's donkeys had gotten lost, and he told his son Saul to take their servants and to go look for them. So that passage it tells us that Saul and his servants they looked, they walked through the hills of Ephraim. And Shalisha, and they didn't find them. And, and it, it goes on. It, it's been a couple days, and they traveled to the land of Zoph. Zoph? Zoph. Still no success. And it was at that time, that, and I can only imagine, you know, these, these guys set out to, to find these donkeys, and how discouraging it would have been. And, and about that time, Saul told his servants, we need to go back, um, lest my dad starts worrying about us and forgets about the donkeys. But it says that the servant told Saul, there's a man of God in this city, and all that he says comes true. And I thought that was pretty cool because he was referring to Samuel. And it just happened that at that same time, or the day before, rather, the Lord had told um, Samuel that at this time tomorrow, there'll be someone coming through here that you're going to anoint. And... Uh, he said he's from the tribe of Benjamin. He gave all the all the particulars. He says, and the Lord told Samuel to anoint him ruler over my people. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. And 
I loved it because it had to be so discouraging for Saul and, and the group of guys that were with him. But yet the Lord turned that, turned that awful trek into, into something good. And, um, and it also just happened that Saul's servant, you know, Saul said, we don't have anything to give to this man. Saul's servant had, I think it said a quarter, a quarter shekel of silver in his bag that they were able to give as a gift. And that just, that really, it really hit me like how, how the Lord can, can take a situation. And I also, you know, we read at the beginning of last year, we read it in, in Genesis and, and I don't talk about Joseph, you know, a testimony of a young man who never gave up, never gave in through all of the awful, awful things and situations that he was in, you know, his brothers, his jealous brothers selling him into slavery. And he just kept his eyes fixed on the Lord. And, you know, it didn't take long till the Lord promoted him into a place of high position. But even even then, that wasn't all, oh, he arrived. You know, after that, he got falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of a crime that he didn't commit. And he got he got put into the dungeon and started all over. And it just, it really ministered to me how Joseph never said, why me? Never said, is there a God? What's going on? He just, he just went along with it. He kept his eyes fixed on his goal. The promise that, you know, the Lord had, Lord had given him dreams and he never forgot them. And even when his brother's, came and they were reunited after the famine and Joseph told them do not be distressed do not be angry with yourself for selling me because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you Joseph knew that you know that God and his sovereignty he was always he was always in control and no matter what the situation God can God can do anything it doesn't you know he doesn't have do-overs he doesn't ever mess up so when we're going through our dark times, it's there's something good that's going to come out of it if we just if we just do like Joseph did and just and just hold on. And then after after Joseph died, and the Egyptians were um, enslaved. Excuse me, the Israelites were enslaved to the Egyptians because um, they had all come and there were so many of them and the Egyptians were were rather they were afraid of of them because they were such a mighty people it said and the new pharaoh or king he had he had uh, ordered that all the male babies be killed i mean just such an awful awful thing but yet even in that the lord made a way that moses not only was moses spared put in that basket in the uh, in the nile but yet, it just happened to be Pharaoh's daughter that found him and raised him in that very palace. So Moses, who the Lord used to, to deliver the Israelites well later, I think 40-some 40, 40 years later. But he, he was in total control. And even though there was just terrible things going on, the Lord had, he had it all figured out. And again, that was just another story that just said, wow. Just keep on trucking. And David, we can look at David, you know, here's a here's a kid out in the field just caring for 
and protecting his father's sheep. He was um, learning to play his harp, learning to sing, and learning to sling rocks. And his dad comes to him and, you know, asks him to go to the battlefront and take some food, cheese, crackers, whatever they had, to his, to his brothers and to the men at the front of the line and the, in, the, in the battle. And just, again, no coincidence, what are the chances that David, this teenage kid, gets up there just at the time that Goliath comes out and starts taunting Jehovah, starts making fun of, of God. And it just, it just stirred David. And, you know, the Lord used this teenager to, to kill this, this great giant, over nine foot tall giant. And here we are. To this day, I get filled, I get fed every morning when I read Psalms and Proverbs and, you know, only God. And we could go on and on. I mean, we got Esther, you know, and her perhaps, I was born for such a time as this. There's Job, Rahab, Abraham, Daniel, you (laughs) and me. And I just... Reading these stories, they're not just in Scripture because they're historical events, though they are. I mean, they're fact. They happened. I, you know, the Lord puts us there to show us that He knows what He's doing. And there will be dark days and dark nights, no question. Lord knows I've had a few of them. But He, he is so faithful and and that's what that's what he's shown me his his promises we don't get the timing and, and and it's not for us to even know his promises are real though and every word in scripture is true and we can totally hang on to it and we can we can read them we can quote them back to him every day if that's what it takes for us to to get our strength and you know i think about the darkest night when when Jesus went to the cross for me, for us. And he faced it because he knew, again, he knew he was sovereign. He's sovereign over death, sovereign over time. And, and he did that to show us that we can trust in him. I know Romans 8, 28 and 29 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And I know that word conformed, um, it's not, it's not a, a word with, without pain. I mean, to be conformed, you got to be molded and shaped. And uh, that's, that's what it takes. Sometimes, sometimes it takes us going through those dark times to know his faithfulness and to know that, you know, everything, everything bad will, will turn into something glorious if we can just hold on and we can trust him. So that's all I had, short and kind of to the point, but I just, I just wanted to share that and just encourage each of us to just dig into Him this holiday season and, and just always, and to just trust in Him.
he he who began a good work in us he will not he he won't leave us and uh we know that for a fact love you all have a have a blessed week allah